Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sisters Who Posh. This week, we're doing something a little different, as you might have noticed from the title. We were unfortunately unable to record a new episode this week. You know, I've been out traveling, just been a busy summer, but we didn't want to leave you hanging, so we thought it might be fun to release a throwback episode, one of our most popular and favorite episodes from season one, all about photography and editing your photos for your Poshmark listings. Don't worry, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode, but in the meantime, please enjoy this blast from the past. And without further ado, here's our episode on photography. Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we are going to be talking all about how to take the best pictures for your Poshmark listings. We did touch on this in an earlier episode, but this episode, we're putting the spotlight on all things pictures. <laughs> yes. But before we get into talking all about that, we have something very exciting to share with our listeners. <laughs> so we received an email from a listener um, she had just le- recently listened to our retail arbitrage episode and had a couple of follow-up questions for us. Um, she has three questions. They're all really good. So we're going to go ahead and just read her question, do our best answering it, and then move on to the next question. Awesome. Yes. We're so excited to receive emails like this. So definitely, if you ever have questions in the future, email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com. Yes. Well, let's get into our email. So the first question reads, I just finished the retail arbitrage episode, loved it, obviously, and had some questions. As a fellow favorite shopper of TJ Maxx, I've bought some clothes for myself there that are Gap or American Eagle brands. For some reason at TJ's, they will put a permanent line through the brand name on the actual inside of the shirt. I don't know why they do this, but I'm curious if you guys think that's worth disclosing on the Poshmark listing or shown in the pictures you upload. Does that make the item seem more shady? So good yeah, question. You know exactly what she's talking <laughs> about here. If you shop at TJ Maxx, you know, for yourself even, or if you're getting into retail arbitrage, that is something you'll notice is they a lot of the items will have a line through and permanent marker on the tag. Yes. So I actually just saw an Instagram post about this actually, and the post was saying that the original store, so American Eagle, will cross out the brand when they're deciding to um, send the item to like TJ Maxx, basically. So then the customer that ends up buying it from TJ Maxx can't return it back to American Eagle because like that's sketchy. Yeah. So that's kind of the reason why that mark is it's there. Like the brand's way of clearing it out of their inventory before they ship it to like a reselling store like TJ. Exactly. As far as like how it kind of impacts us as resellers when we have that line drawn through one of our items tags, I think both of us have sold items with a permanent marker line to the tag and 
haven't noticed it being really any type of detriment to like how much we're able to sell it for or like anyone like it hasn't made anyone not want the item any less or anything. For sure. Um, I have seen on YouTube, uh, someone was showing like, if you take like a wet cloth and kind of dab at the tag, um, sometimes you can lift a little bit of that ink off the tag and make it a little bit less noticeable. I think for us, we haven't done that step of trying to go as far as to like remove it. Plus, I mean, the whole benefit of buying an item at a retail arbitrage store is a lot of times it's new with tags. So I don't necessarily want to like wash it or do anything too crazy there. But um, you could carefully try to like dab it out. But like, like I said, neither of us have really noticed a big issue with having those items listed with the line to the tag. For sure. And basically all we do is just treat it like any other item, take a picture of the tag so you can see the brand and the size um, when you're making the listing. Um, As long as you're just showing that that's what the tag looks like, I don't think there should be any surprises with the customer Um, and really nothing else you need to like disclose in the notes, I would say. No need to keep it a secret. No need to hide it. Yeah. Just take a picture of it as is. That's what we do. Awesome. So her second question then is also, I'm curious, since it's mostly summer clearance at the stores I've been to, are either of you purchasing more summer items to save and list in your closet next spring? Ooh, yes. So I think for us, um, we've both been trying to just source. I mean, some of the items we've sourced have been a little bit on the summery side, but we're really looking for more like classic pieces that you could wear year round, um, either like layering them or like a dress that maybe could be worn in the summer, but it also like could be paired with tights and be for fall or something like that. Um, and I don't think either, I don't, I mean, at this point, you guys know everything, when we source it, we list it right away. We're too excited. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) we don't have like a storage where we're like waiting to list anything for spring at this point. And I think, from what I have like seen on Instagram and YouTube, it's like, um, like swimsuits can sell in the dead of winter, like a heavy jacket can sell in the summer on Poshmark. So yeah, uh, there's no harm in listing it, even if it's technically out of season, if you find a good deal on something that is like a little more summery. For sure. Yeah. I would just use your own judgment. If it is a little bit more summery of an item, if it's like on brand cute, something like you personally like, and like, it's a good brand and everything. Uh, I don't really see a big reason why you couldn't pick it up now. Awesome. And then the final question as part of this email is also, what are some overall guidelines that you try to stick with for pricing? Like in general, what price does the item have to be for you to buy it knowing you'll make X amount? I haven't seen any Madewell or Free People brand recently, but I feel like I've bought things in the past for like $20 to $40 at TJ Maxx. It seems like a high risky amount to try to turn around and make money on. Do you check the comps and see that you could list a $20 Madewell sweater for 50, hoping to get 40 after the fees? What's your thought process with all of this? Um, And she even goes on to say, yeah, there's not probably obviously a secret formula, um, but kind of what's our thought process when we're shopping retail arbitrage? Yeah, so I think 
the big thing for us is we're mostly looking in like the clearance uh, sale area. I'm honestly curious how our retail arbitrage is going to go once their big sale is over. I know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen like she's talking about items at TJ Maxx and Marshalls that are priced that are really good brands, but they're priced at like twenty to forty bucks, and it's like a little too high to resell. Yeah, for a, exactly. Look, that's worth your time. Yeah, exactly. So that price point is a, a bit too high. Um, just for our comfort level. Um, so I would say I try to stick to just barely more than I would really pay at Goodwill for items. Yeah. Um, just kind of keeps it more consistent. And like, that's the price point I'm comfortable with at this point. I'm always kind of trying to like, at least make sure I can make three times whatever I pay. But yeah. at the same time, like, I don't want to pay too much either. I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, I think like for the most part, yeah, I think I still am sticking around to like $10 or lower for the majority of the things I'm picking up there. But like, if I find a really great pair of like Madewell high rise jeans for like $15, um, those I know from my Poshmark closet, like history, I could resell those for like around $50 or higher. So I'm like confident in that kind of sale. Um, I don't know that I would spend that much if it was like an item that was like a little more, trend specific or out there. You know what I mean? Like if it's a little more about only a certain type of customer could wear this, um, or would be interested in this, then maybe I would want to stick with a lower price point. But if it was something I'm confident in and I know I can like triple my money, then I would pick it up. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sending in the email. Like I said, if you have any questions for us in the future, we would love to answer more questions on the podcast. It's so fun. Yes, definitely. So like we said, today's episode is all about taking pictures, editing pictures, everything about the pictures to showcase your items on Poshmark. So this is a super important step. Uh, in your Poshmark business because it is where you showcase those items and um, really get to show them off to the buyers. Yeah, it's like your first impression that people see when they're searching for an item. You want it to be something that catches their attention and makes them want to click on the item and go to your closet, start bundling everything. Your sales are skyrocketing. (laughs) That's the goal, right? Right, definitely. (laughs) Awesome. So one of the things that we do uh, to kind of help our photos stand out is just turn up the brightness on the photo a little bit. Yes. So you want your photo, I think like when I think of like an undesirable Poshmark listing, not to throw too much shade, but it's like sometimes when you're on there, you'll see a photo and it's like someone like took this wrinkly shirt they're selling. They like throw it on their bed. Blurry. Blurry. (laughs) They snap a photo. It's like kind of dim, kind of maybe some like yellowy lamplight. Yeah. And maybe there's like stuff in the background or like as a buyer, you know, maybe it it probably, you know, sometimes that's real life. Sometimes your room's not perfectly clean, but it's like as a buyer, it can give you that impression of like, okay, where's this item coming from? Like, is it clean? Like, I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, so I think what we're always trying to do with our Poshmark closets is try to like elevate the experience so they know that the item will arrive in good condition um, and kind of start like building that trust with the buyer right away. Definitely. Um, 
But yeah, so we both are big fans of turning up the brightness. We both go about it in like a little bit diff- different ways. Um, and, you know, when we're saying that we're editing the photos, we're not doing anything crazy. Um, both of us, I think, we're, we're both like more about just having the photo be like bright, clear, vibrant. Um, you never want your photo to be like too, too, too washed out or over filtered where like the colors start getting distorted. Um, yeah. You want it to be an accurate representation of like what the item truly looks like, but just <laughs> in its best version. For sure. <laughs> so what do you use to edit your photos? So I just edit my photos in the, literally the camera roll app. All I do is hit edit and then go slide over to the brightness and turn it up to 50%, typically 50%. It's not an exact science. I'm just <laughs> sliding Some that bar. memories across. Yeah. <laughs> sliding that bar a little bit. Um, just to, like you were saying, brighten it up um, and just make it look a, just a little more polished. Yeah, definitely. I do basically the same thing. I do use, um, I have a couple like tips, but I do use the app Visco, which I believe is a free app for photo editing. Um, And they have a whole bunch of different filters in there to choose from. But basically what you can do in there is um, take your photo, add it in there. I use their pre-made filter. They have like all these different ones. I use HB2. Um, and then just like Maddie said, I don't even turn it all the way up. Like I have it about at the halfway mark for that filter. And then I think I have a little bit of extra, um, exposure and like a touch of saturation. But what is really cool about using a photo editing app like this is once I've kind of figured out my little recipe, as far as like the photo edits, you can save that as like, uh, they call it a recipe. I think in here actually, (laughs) I thought Um, that was like you saying that. No, that's literally what I it's like called. Um, and so I can like save it. And then that way, when I'm editing, you know, photos for any of my listings, I can just go into the edit section and it, it's in like a saved section of like my like previous edits that I've used. That way I don't have to actually go in and do it every single time. Nice. And then I recently found out this has been like the game changer. <laughs> so I used to go through, you know, and just do my little copy, my recipe of my edit onto every single photo individually, but there's a way where you can do it, where you select one of the photos, add your little filter on it that you use, and then you can click a button and copy the edits from that photo. And then you can select all of your photos from the day, which sometimes like when you're listing a ton of listings on one day or taking photos on one day, you can have kind of a lot of photos going on. Yeah. So you can select them all and then paste that same edit onto all of the photos. And it literally takes like one second. There's been times where I've had like 238 pictures and it's, that's such a time saver to be able to like not have to actually physically edit 238 photos. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a huge time saver. Yeah. So highly recommend checking it out. And I think like there's there's a ton of different photo editing apps you could use too that I think are all free. I know there's like Lightroom. Um, I'm not that cool, so I don't know that many other ones. But <laughs> I'm sure, just go to the app store. You could find one there too. And I'm guessing most of them would have a similar function to that. Yeah, that you could use. Awesome. 
So besides our sweet editing, we do not use any special equipment. We're literally just using our smartphones to take the photos and edit them uh, on the smartphone as well. So our biggest thing that we run into is like the lighting of it all. <laughs> yes, because we don't have like a ring light or special lighting or anything like that. We are yeah. very dependent on the sun. We do got windows. <laughs> yes. So typically we like to take our pictures during the day on maybe a day off or whatever your schedule might be. Just so the sun really helps you out. Like if you try to take a picture at night, it just like it, it's so much harder to capture what it really looks like. I think that's when you get into dinge territory. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you can't really edit your way out of some, you know, if it's too no. dark. Then it gets into washed out territory. Yeah. And then it's just like, <laughs> what item are you even selling? No one, no one has any idea. <laughs> so definitely recommend taking your photos during the day. Um, you know, if you have to work it up early, maybe, or if it's your day off use that time to take the pictures. Definitely. Another thing that helps with your photo listings is making sure you want the item to be looking its best, you yeah. guys. So um, part of that is trying to make it as wrinkle-free as possible. And there's like a few different ways you can go around this. Um, so one thing I use is I do have like a clothing steamer. Um, Basically, you just like fill it up with water and then you can like go to town steaming your clothes and that gets the wrinkles out really easily. Yeah. I've kind of, I will say like when I first started on Poshmark, I like fully steamed every single thing like before I took any photos of anything. Now I mostly only do that if it's like, like really, really, um, really wrinkly. Yeah. <laughs> I think like what I've kind of learned being on Poshmark just for like the last few months, it's just like anything that can save you time. I, you're always balancing like what's worth your time and what's not. If I'm listing like 50 items in a day or something, if the item is pretty good and the steam is just going to make it only look like 1% better, then it's like, okay, maybe cut that out this mm -hmm. time. But if yeah. it's like super wrinkly, then, um, you know, then to do take that time to steam it. Or if it's like, you know, I'll, formal dress or something like that, then yes, like maybe steam um, or iron. But otherwise there's some other like good workarounds that we both used too. Um, like I know growing up, I was always like our mom's trick to like turn the shower on and like let your yes. mom go to the bathroom with it. <laughs> so I've definitely been known to use that. Yeah. Um, plus you can do multiple items at once with that method. <laughs> True. Just bring your whole rack in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Carried up the stairs. <laughs> Just oh um, and we also have like wrinkle release sprays. Yes. I think mom used to or uses that too. That's where I got that from. But I have our mom is just the queen of getting. I probably got it in a stocking stuffer from her. Yes, <laughs> you for sure did because I have the same one. But it honestly works well. Like you just spritz it on there and just like gently tug on the item a little bit and it really helps get the wrinkles out or spray it on there and throw it in the dryer for a couple minutes. I'll do it too. If I like say I got like 10 items that I'm going to be listing and like three of them are like really wrinkled, I'll like throw those in the dryer or do the 
um, bathroom shower trick and start taking the pictures of the other ones while I'm yes. waiting for those. Like you were saying, just like any way we can save a little bit of time. Yes. Um, definitely do that. That's so funny. I do the same thing. Even when I am going to pull out the steamer and, and use the steamer, you, you just got to be strategic with like everything you're doing. It's like, I always like steam everything first. Sometimes the steamer can like sputter water out and it might like leave like a little bit of like wet spot oh, yeah. on your clothes. So it's like, you got to steam first then like take pictures of all the other stuff that doesn't need to be steamed. <laughs> and then by the time you're done with that, it'll be dry. Be good to go. <laughs> exactly. Nice. So funny. Okay. So our favorite way to take photos for the most part is um, we've both done a little install of a nail <laughs> into our wall. Um, and then we just hang up the clothes against like a, just a plain wall that you have in your apartment or living room or something near a window. And that's like the permanent Poshmark spot. We just hang everything up one by one on the little nail and you get a really great photo of your item well lit by the window plus um just has that nice clean solid background of a white wall behind it for sure another one we do quite a bit is like a flat lay um especially for like jeans or pants we typically take we don't hang them up and we take a picture like on the ground or taylor you've done this a couple times with like a texture like a fur almost oh, yes <laughs> i have like a faux fur blanket um that i use around my house around christmas time to make it a little more cozy <laughs> and but i i pull it out and that's where i take, do take i think the majority of my flat lay photos are all just on like a fur background yeah it, it's a nice a luxury. Yeah. <laughs> Very luxurious jeggings. Wait, can we tell them what you thought the fur was about? <laughs> I thought it was the wedding ones, right? <laughs> so at Taylor's wedding, we all wore these like fur shawls. Shawls, yeah. And that's what I thought it was. No, I don't have one. I was a bride. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe I'll use mine. <laughs> Honestly, recommend if you have a shawl lying around from a winter wedding. <laughs> but yeah, for the flat lays for the jeans, we typically, um, I usually just use like the hard floors or like the rug that I have or whatever, um, just to like have a contrast in colors. So if the jeans are, I guess I don't need to explain what contrast in colors is. Um, <laughs> like one color is different. It's like a, like a pop. You know, <laughs> I'm definitely leaving this in. Um, um, but one I, time, wait, tell about your really cool flat light. I am going to. Okay. <laughs> I had one really cool flat light. Honestly, it's on my to-do list to do more of these this weekend because it actually worked. Um, so I've definitely seen other people do this. I, like, I did not yeah. think I invented this. But I invented the flat light. <laughs> I invented the flat light um, where you take a picture of the item on the ground, but with like items to like, create a whole outfit. You like style it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like the one I did was like a top and I put like a pair of jeans and some shoes with it. And like, honestly, it was a no brand shirt and yeah. it got a ton of attention and sold like for a really good price. So I'm definitely going to try, um, I was thinking that I wanted items to try that out too soon. Cause I, I don't think I've ever done a flat lay like that where they're styled, but I do see that on Poshmark where it, it does kind of, it, it kind of shows you like, Oh, this is how you could wear it. Yeah. Um, 
And I was especially thinking I should do it. I have a couple swimsuits um, listed in my closet. And um, with like a I hat have, or what? Or like sunglasses oh, and like, yeah. like wedge. I don't know, like something like summery. Cause I'm like, right now I have just a flat lay of them laying on the fur rug and it's like fur and swim. Exactly. But then it's like, swim in concrete floors like is that a good match either so i'm i'm kind of brainstorming like i think i need to do something different there <laughs> wait i have an idea you should go yeah. to the pool in your building and like take it on one of the like pool chairs oh is that cool okay, well, check back in my closet Scott taylor j on poshmark to see my swim selection <laughs> end of summer say i'll give you a good price <laughs> they're gonna be going quick <laughs> haven't been selling off the fur rugs so. <laughs> so funny okay so the next topic we've definitely both dipped our toe in before <laughs> but modeling your items there are some poshmark closets where they will take like a picture of themselves wearing like every single item yeah um my closet you want to scroll 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 to the bottom you'll see some photos of me in front of a brick wall wearing all my items um, I think the big question for us is like, is it worth it to take the time to like, take a photo of you actually, like actually take the time to wear every item and take a picture in it. Plus like when you do that, then you have to like, you know, find something to wear it with, <laughs> like yeah. style it on your, um, body. So is it You have worth to make sure time? your hair looks at least like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and like you might have put makeup on, you might crop your head out anyway, but I don't know. There's so many factors. So, <laughs> yeah. To us, we've found like it, it's time consuming. We haven't really stuck with the modeling side of it, I would say. So maybe there is a way to kind of like get into the groove and like make it quick. Um, but just hanging up, up on the wall is just so fast. It's so fast. It's like, 20 seconds per item to actually take the pictures so yeah um the modeling (laughs) the pictures just never turn out as cool as I think they're going to in my experience and I end up like contemplating if I modeled the item should I even use this as the cover photo like do I like it better than the hanging photo or a stock photo and it's like if it's not even going to be the cover photo it's really not worth my time like unless someone asks me to like show me wearing it I'm really not doing that yeah (laughs) (laughs) I know I just think back to like okay when I was modeling all my items literally what it would look like is like I don't have a tripod or anything like yeah so I and I would go take mine in front of this brick wall near my apartment so I would literally like put a full outfit on of like the items. I would like try to wear like two of the items together so I could like use the photo. Ooh, very <laughs> and, smart. And then like my poor husband would have to come like take photos of me in front of this brick wall. <laughs> so I was coordinating around his schedule. And then um, what I, when I started doing the just taking the pictures of them hanging, I didn't notice any difference in like my selling. Like it, like things were selling at the same like speed that they were selling yeah. when I was taking all the time to model. So for me, I was kind of like, it's way faster to not model them. And 
I'm making the same amount of money either way. So no brainer. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but on the pro side of modeling, there are a few things that are worth mentioning about why it would be good to model your photos, model your items in your photos. Um, the number one is just you're, you have a little, a little bit more of like a co- cohesive look on your Poshmark closet. Um, makes you stand out a little bit more. You're a little more unique uh, when all the photos that you have in your Poshmark closet are like photos that you actually created rather than, you know, for the most part, we use either our hanging pictures or stock photos that we find online. So something to be said for the like uniqueness of making your photos stand out a little bit more when you're scrolling through Poshmark. For sure. It almost becomes like a brand. Okay. So this next tip, <laughs> Taylor told me like two days ago, and it's like, oh my god, so you obvious. But like, what was I doing before? I don't even know. It's embarrassing. But <laughs> taking the photos in the square setting <laughs> on your phone. Yes. So then, like, I would take it in the normal setting and like have to take it really far away and just like hope for the best that it all fit into like the square yes. that because Poshmark photos have to be a square. Um, Taylor was like, why don't you just take them in the square? You set? need to take them with the square. It is your phone has the capability. Yeah. It's so fast and easy. And then there's just no question about like, oh crap. Like I like cropping need it. To crop this. Yeah. yeah. Or, I didn't, or I took it too zoomed in. We're not that no fit in the square on Poshmark on Poshmark. Um, and Mercari, I think, too, the photos have to be squares, correct? I think Mercari, you don't have to have squares, actually. So in Mercari, you can use the rectangle photo. Oh, okay. But um, our on strategy Poshmark. right now yeah. is, like, listing everything on Poshmark first, and then Mercari is kind of, like, the after <laughs> at this point. So taking the photos in the square setting to begin with is a game changer. It's like one less step. Have you you had a chance to try it out yet? I have, and it's real nice not having to, like, figure out how to crop it after the fact. Yes. That is, like, one of my biggest mistakes from when I first started. Um, So, like, when I first started my Poshmark closet, I'm like, oh, like, I am modeling every item. I'm using, like, my actual like camera camera not just my phone Mm -hmm. and I like set up this whole photo setup of like me like half in front of the mirror like posing like it was like a whole moment every (laughs) every item I was like picking I was like pulling looks from my closet you were just serving up looks (laughs) I I was laid off from work I was really bored (laughs) Um, so anyway I like spent all this time taking all the photos on my camera and I like upload them to my phone. And I'm like, yes, I'm about to start listing. My first <laughs> listings are going live. Oh, all of them are rectangles too zoomed in. None of them will fit in the squares. None of the pictures are usable at all. They're like weirdly clear because I use my camera, but that's about it. For the yeah. I'm going for them. It was so sad. <laughs> Heartbreaker. So, we recommend using your phone because it's just quick, easy and we recommend using the square method because then you know this is you don't have to think no about surprises it. then. Yeah, you're like, I know what this is this is it. Yeah. Exactly. Batch edit them, you're good. Easy. We're all about the simple. Definitely. <laughs> so there's a few different angles that we like to take 
the photos of um, that are pretty consistent regardless of what the item is. So definitely the tag that shows what the brand is, what the size is. Um, if there's, if it is new with tags, definitely a picture of oh, those yeah. tags. <laughs> <laughs> definitely showcasing if it has like the MSRP on there for sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I'll do it of like both sides of the tag if it's new with tags. Um, Cause there usually is information on both sides. Um, also the fabric content is a big one. People sometimes ask about that. So if you just have a picture already in your listing with that information, that just saves you and the customer a step. So another angle we like to use, um, specifically for like, um, flowier tops with like balloon sleeves or anything that's mm-hmm. just like a flowier sleeve. Sometimes the item just looks kind of weird when it's just standing like hanging there on a hanger. Like, yeah, it's just like doesn't really make sense. So, um, we'll do it sometimes where we like hold one of the arms out just to kind of like show that the sleeve is like a bell sleeve or whatever. Um, and it kind of just like shows the item a little bit better. Yeah. It's like, hello. (laughs) It reminds me of those pictures of like, it used to be a trend a couple of years ago of like, um, when you're like holding someone's hand (laughs) on like a vacation and they're like turned around. Exactly like that. I feel like that every time where I'm like me and my friend, the shirt. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. But yeah, we do love that angle. Maddie started doing it and now I also do that one too. Even if the sleeves aren't puffy, sometimes I just do it now. Like I just do it on everything. It's just like, okay, you take the straight on, you take the handhold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, any, we just take pictures of like any cool details. Like if it has a cool zipper or like, a, I don't know, pocket. Embroidery. Yeah. Zoom in on it, you know? And definitely a picture of like, if it's a shirt, a picture that shows the entire shirt, like from the front and then from the back as well. Um, just so it doesn't seem like, I'm sure you're not trying to be sketchy, but like, just so it doesn't seem like you're trying to like hide <laughs> like stuff about the area. The other trend I've seen online lately where it's like, like the shirts from like Forever 21, where you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. And then you turn it around and it's like, baby girl (laughs) on the back (laughs) exactly like we really want our items to like kind of bad girls club or something weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah just taking photos of every angle helps you be just like as transparent with the buyer of like what they'll be getting exactly so we talked about a lot of different angles Um, Poshmark has a max of 16 photos that you can upload per listing. Um, And I would say our rule of thumb is really like however many photos it takes to show all of the like cool details and some of the angles we just talked about. So I don't really have like like a set number. I think there's definitely a minimum. Yeah, another mistake in my early days. Like, I would just use one photo. (laughs) It's like a mystery box, but not supposed to be. A full price mystery box. (laughs) Literally. So, yeah, just I would say a minimum of like two photos for something like so basic and obvious. Like, 
usually it's like four or more. Um, yeah. And if it's something really intricate, like I would say use as many photos as it takes to really showcase that item. Yeah. And, like use the I think like maxing it out is a good thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think be like, oh, this is too many. Like people would rather see more than less. For sure. And it takes just a second on your phone anyway. So um, definitely use that. Yes. Another type of photo that we use for our listings is finding the stock photo from when the item was available for a retail sale. Yes. Um, so we, this kind of goes along, like, even if you're going to be using a stock photo, don't like only use the stock photo and yeah. not take any pictures yourself. You should always include pictures that you have taken yourself, like of the actual item in your possession that you're selling. But then we use stock photos like with that alongside um, to kind of show uh, what it looks like on. A lot of times they'll have like a model wearing it. A lot of times like a stock photo shows a really true representation of like the colors and like textures. Yeah. Um, and how it could be styled. Yeah, definitely. We just wanted to point out, don't like only use the stock photo though and not include pictures of your own because then it might seem like do they even have this item? It seems kind of Is like that a scam. Even they have. <laughs> yes. And then you can, you include the pictures that you've taken yourself also to show like the, the, the quality that the item's in. Yeah. Just so they're not under the impression it's like brand spanking new. If it is a little bit worn in that, like your photos that you are taking of the item would show what it is currently, what the current condition of it is. For sure. So everyone's on the same page. <laughs> Um, one note with the stock photos that's a little bit of a negative is if this is an item that is a little bit more saturated on Poshmark and there is a stock photo, like everyone and their brother has this stock photo list. Yes. So it you kind of just like fall into a crowd, like unless you're like cutting your price or like have some kind of differentiator, like um yeah i think if someone's like searching for like black madewell sweater and they open it up the search they might see like the same photo like a million yeah, times and then it would kind of come down to like searching for their size and if you know if you're the only one that has a listing in their size then maybe you could set that price but if you're using the same photo as everyone else then you are on kind of a level playing field that way if it is saturated yeah so that would be maybe an instance where you would want to model it if that's something you're into or yeah really not, or i've but... seen like cool flat lays <laughs> or something to make your cover photo stand out and you could always still use the stock photos um yeah in your listing as well like but not having the cover photo um one other thing about stock photos so sometimes when i'm looking for a stock photo I can't find the item, say my item is red, but I can find the exact item in like black in the yes. stock photo. Um, in those situations, I'll use my personal like flat lay or hanging photo or whatever as the cover photo. And I'll include the um, stock photo like later in, in the listing, just yes. like still kind of like show it but i don't so want like to what it would look like on and all of that but then just note like it's not this color yeah <laughs> and just really make it clear like the item's red it's not black like see the 15 red pictures <laughs> yeah exactly but you can still use the stock photo 
of a different color. I say that because I have seen a couple like listings where the stock photo is a different color and that's the cover photo. And it's just like a little bit confusing. Yes. And that's why I think it's important if you are going to do that, like to make sure you take like a few different angles of the one you actually own. Because I think sometimes it's like if you took one photo of the actual <laughs> item you own and have like the one stock photo and then they're like. It's just really confusing. Exactly. So that kind of leads us into how we find the stock photos. I think in both of our closets, that is mainly what we try to use for the cover photos if we can, just since it's like a nicely styled picture of someone actually wearing the item. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to do any photo editing or anything on it. It's just like already well lit. Uh, and it's usually like in trend with that brand of where the item's from, since it's usually from their website. For sure. So... What comes into play with that is trying to track down these stock photos, right? So what we do when we search for a stock photo is we will just do a search in Google. Um, I would say mostly Google. Sometimes we search in Poshmark to see if someone else has the item listed and find a stock photo that way as well. But basically we would just search in like a simple search including like the brand name and then any like special details about that item so maybe like made well red ribbed sweater long sleeve or something like that um and then search through the photos and see if you can find your item i think a key is like some items have they have a, a lot of different details that you could search limit to like one or two different details at first if you start searching like all the details at once, I think that can actually kind of get in your way with trying to find the stock photo because then Google's like, I can't find anything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so we always just kind of uh, search different details like of the item. Yeah, and different combinations. And eventually, usually we are able to find a, a usable stock photo for that item as well as sometimes like the description from the original website as well to use in our listing. So yes, cool. that's a good way to find like what the item like style name is too. Yes. Um, like I'm thinking for like free people shirts, they have so many like flowy shirts, but like each of the styles has like a specific like, like the name. flowy Lucinda blouse. Exactly. Or the women's name. And adding that to the description because people like know that style and you know that's they have a different shirt that's like that and they're looking for that um yeah like, I've heard otherwise I wouldn't have been able to find that if I wasn't like looking for yeah. stock photo if you are able to find like the actual style name for your listing that helps too because then if someone is searching um for that item not on Poshmark like let's say some true like a buyer as a customer is like searching for the Lucinda Madewell blouse or whatever on Google, if you have that correctly titled for your listing, um, then your Poshmark listing will show up on their Google search, even though they might have never heard of Poshmark before, which kind of helps expand your yeah. customer base too then. So they're like, oh, I got a deal on this. <laughs> that $10 credit too. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Those are the main places we look, Google and Poshmark. I have as a last resort, um, if, if I really can't find a stock photo on Google or Poshmark, I've been known to check Pinterest. Sometimes I can find the actual stock photo on Pinterest um, or I can find like a blogger or someone who's posted on Pinterest, them wearing the item. 
use like a high quality photo. And I'm like, that's definitely better than me modeling it. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, you could definitely go that route too, as far as finding a good cover photo that way. For sure. So speaking of like vloggers wearing the items, (laughs) I had an interesting situation where um, I had this free people top in my closet still there. (laughs) Yeah. And someone commented on it, helping me out, just kind of like being a friend and saying like, hey, um, someone wore this like in this certain TV show. This is the actress that wore it. Um, You could add that to your listing. Yeah, because maybe fans of the show would be like trying to look for her look and find your item then. So I did end up, (laughs) am I explaining this well? (laughs) I think so. Yeah, basically, basically you're saying that like this shirt that you have in your closet a character on a tv show like was part of their costume for the, the show right exactly so i found that picture of the character, character wearing it, it. And, and you're listing you're like this was seen on vampire diaries or whatever yeah. show it was yeah <laughs> and then maybe if someone's a fan of vampire diaries they're like oh yeah i've been looking for this i do remember in when hannah montana was really big she wore like an American Eagle tank top that we had and oh my on the show and we so thought it was so smug. cool so like, <laughs> we have that <laughs> I love that we share all our clothes it's like, yeah I, it's our shirt it. <laughs> yeah so that's another good way to get a picture of someone wearing it <laughs> maybe yeah. a quick screen grab from a tv show celebrity sighting <laughs> I just actually listed a jacket in my closet and this like, um, I think she's like a blogger, um, but she was also on the TV show, The City that was on MTV. And um, I saw in Poshmark, someone else was selling the same jacket and they're like, as seen on Olivia Palermo. And I was like, I'm going to add that too. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes when you're like looking up comps for items, you kind of learn more about yeah, yes. than you originally thought. <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> so funny. So another tip, if your item does have some minor flaws that you're trying to sell, um, definitely take pictures of those flaws. I've done it, like, if it's, like, a small hole or something, I'll, like, literally, like, take a picture of, like, in my fingers and it, like, pointing at the hole just so it's, like, really obvious. Um, yeah that there are a couple flaws just so there there's no surprises when the buyer does receive the item. I think in the description, we typically write something too, like there's a couple flaws, see picture or like as shown in the pictures. Um, we just don't want anyone to feel bamboozled. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to like just have a stock photo up and they get the item and there's a bunch of holes in it. It's like, <laughs> you left this out (laughs) yeah exactly yes so our last tip that we want to cover is just making the photo something you're proud of something that you know if you were browsing Poshmark catches your eye that you feel confident in find your own photo style like we said at the beginning of the episode there is a million different ways that you could do your photos for your listings so just find your own style and then I think um the more you keep working with it, the more like consistent the look of your closet will be. And yeah, that's been our experience. For sure. 
So that concludes our photo segment. If you have any additional questions, we love answering them at the beginning of the episodes now. So please reach out to us at our email, sisterswhoposh at gmail.com. Other than that, that is all we had for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to our tips and tricks when it comes to taking photos. Yeah, and this is actually our 10th episode of Sisters Who Posh. So we're really excited um, to keep talking with you guys. We have a lot more topics still to talk about. But if you haven't listened to some of our other episodes, definitely check those out. Um, Lots of good Posh Bark related content for you there. And also, if you like today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. That helps other listeners find us as well. Yes. Otherwise, we will talk to you guys next week. We'll be back with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. So that brings us to the end of our throwback episode. Thank you guys for listening and let us know if you would like us to do an updated photography episode or if you have any questions or comments, please email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at sisterswhoposh. Thank you guys so much and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Talk to you next time. Bye.